Hello and welcome to Hoppy Night in Canada's second taster episode. In Victoria, I'm Dave. And in North Vancouver, I'm John. So uh, yeah, this is the second of our taster episodes, as mentioned. It's going to be a quick little look at some of the things that we're drinking right now and we would recommend other people getting. And we'll have a little chat. There might be a little bit of chat about a beer topic at the end. And it's going to be nice and quick. Yeah. So, John, what are you drinking right now? So, a beer I got to try this weekend, which I actually really enjoyed, was the Framework Farmhouse Ale. Uh, it's a collaboration from Steel and Oak Brewing in New Westminster, BC, and Fieldhouse Brewing in Abbotsford, BC. And I think we've covered both of those breweries before. So, um, this also, I don't think, is their first collaboration. But, collaborated on a Farmhouse Ale uh, using Fieldhouse's Wild Yeast, uh, brewed at Steel and Oak, and it's brewed with orange peel, elderflower, and lingonberries. Nice. The short version is it's really nice. Um, yeah, got that sort of kind of dry saison esque thing that uh, that Fieldhouse does with with quite a few of their beers, but um, obviously quite floral and fruity as well. Yeah, pours really nicely. Kind of a cloudy, nice uh, uh, farmhouse ale. Uh, it came out earlier in January, I think, uh, near the beginning of the month. Um, so I it's I, I picked it up, I think, two weeks ago. So it's still definitely available at some of the private liquor stores uh, in and around Greater Vancouver. Really nice. If you like Saison's and Farmhouse Ales, highly recommend. Nice. Very, very nice. Yeah. Um, my beer this week is a seasonal that I had never had before. It's not the first year it's been brewed, but I, I had never had it before. Uh, and it's from a brewery I don't think we've featured yet. Uh, on the podcast, um, Townsite Brewing in Powell River. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the beer is called Shiny Penny. It's their Belgian IPA. And it's it says Belgian-style IPAs are a relatively new beer style in North America and are marked by a higher ABV, strong hops, and a delicate fruity nose. Think grapefruit and passion fruit mix in a heavenly marriage of boozy elixir. <laughs> It was really good. It is. It's eight and a half percent. Yeah. So it is very strong, but it's really quite tasty. It almost it felt more like a, I don't know that it was necessarily true to form on a Belgian IPA, although maybe it is. Their brew their brewmaster at Townsite is from Belgium. Really? Yeah. His name oh, is Cedric, and he is from Belgium. Huh. Um, it's not like some of the Belgian IPAs that or some of the other Belgian IPAs that you see in BC. Um, this one was very much, much more, I guess, Belgian tasting. Mm -hmm. It had a, it had a lot of traditional flavors of like a double or a triple, probably from the yeast. It was really good, very, very tasty. Yeah, I've uh, I've actually had that one as well. Um, one of the co-founders of my company is from Powell River, and so we end up having Townsite Brewing at work quite often, and uh, and we had Belgian IPA on tap at one point, and uh, and yeah, it is a really nice one. I. The description is funny to me just because, like, one of the first craft beers I really got into uh, from the States is the Cali Belgique Belgian IPA from Stone oh, Brewing. And they've been making that for just, years. That's delicious. Yeah, it is very, very nice. But it's also been around for a long time. So new as a style? Sure. I'll, uh, let's run with it. <laughs> yep. Yep. At any rate, it's quite tasty. Yeah. So just a little quick beer topic that probably doesn't warrant mention on a full episode but something that i've kind of been thinking about over the last little bit or, or something that came to mind over the last little while uh and i'm gonna warn you right now i'm about to crap on one of your favorite breweries oh, no. um i have a habit 
a lot of people go down Wikipedia holes or something like that. My weird internet habit is I tend to go down Google Maps holes mm -hmm. where I will just go on the street, like sort of not, not on street view, but I'll just like look at Google Maps views and like go to places that I've been for on vacation or something like that mm -hmm. and just like retrace the routes that we went and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And I do that. I do that kind of thing on the semi-regular. It's one of the kind of my weird internet habits. But uh, I semi-regularly will end up on Portland. Mm -hmm. And so I found myself on the east side of the river in Portland, uh, near where the Commons Brewery used to be, and it's now showing Modern Times because Modern Times has leased their space, mm -hmm. um, which is sad because the Commons was a great brewery, but not great at making money. But on the other hand, it's nice that Modern Times was able to set up in Portland. Mm -hmm. we, talked, we talked about this a few episodes ago. In doing so, it led me, I was curious if there was more information about the new location. Um, and so I went onto Modern Times' website and they have more information about it. Um, and the, the new location in Portland looks really cool. They've done it up artsy and weird and um, they seem to have lots of beer on tap and it looks really cool. But then something struck me. They had a little blurb about their growler fill. Apparently, Modern Times will only fill either a blank growler, which they sell for $5 in the, at the brewery, or if you come in with another brewery's growler, you have to buy a Modern Times branded growler koozie to cover it up <laughs> uh -huh. before, they will, before they will fill your growler. And that just seems like it seems like a recipe for people having too many growlers, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Um, this one, it's funny, this one doesn't surprise me because I've run into this many times before in U.S. breweries. Um, some breweries go one step further and will only uh, do growler fills of growlers branded with that brewery's logo. Uh, I'm trying to remember the one, but like I've been to at least one in San Diego where like they turn people away if they had even blank growlers because the only ones they'll fill are the are that brewery's growlers. Um, it sucks. It's stupid. It's pointless. Uh, I've also seen some places where if you bring in another uh, a, a growler with a different logo on it, they'll cover it in electrical tape. Like I don't know. It's it's why weird. why it just seems weird to me. Yeah, I don't um I don't get it. Like a hundred percent, I don't get it. Uh, I'm glad that that's a trend that, as far as I can tell, has not been adopted, uh, at least in, in Vancouver and, and BC and uh, breweries in Ontario, as far as I can tell, don't do that. Like, it's not something that I've seen in Canada, but uh, yeah. but it's a, a, as far as I understand, it's slightly more common in the States. So it's it's sad, but it doesn't surprise me. That is a, it's, it's a dumb trend. And like you said, it hasn't happened here and I hope it never does. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, as always, you can hit us up on social media. On Twitter, we're at HoppyNightCA. Same with Instagram. Uh, the website where you can find out more information is HoppyNight.ca. Uh, you can send us an email at HoppyNightInCanada at gmail.com. Uh, and as always, uh, feel free to leave a rating and a review on iTunes uh, or any of the other podcast services you use um, helps us uh, get discovered by new people. And we can always appreciate a few more listeners. Yep. And don't be afraid to tell your friends. <laughs> That's the one. Signing off on our second taster episode in Victoria. I'm Dave. 
And I'm John. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.